Welcome to First and Fifteen, the show that takes you around the UK flag football scene. Sponsored by Nuola, your customised sportswear supplier. Hello and welcome to the First and Fifteen podcast, Southern Region coverage. My name is Jay Ballamy and I'm joined by our regular panellist, Lewis Phillips. Good evening. Gav Price. Hello. Ryan Home Alone McEveney. Hello. And Luke Warm Yoko Champion. What is up, my dudes? It's the final regular season predictor show, guys. How are we feeling? Are we, are we good? Are we sad? Are we excited? Are we relieved? What's the overall sentiment we've got? Zen. <laughs> zen. <laughs> Who said Zen? <laughs> That's me. You feel in the zone, do you, Lewis, going into the final week of the uh, final week well, of the regular season? I mean, it's 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 week seventeen of the NFL, lads, and uh, we can't really improve our position anymore. So, just chill, enjoy it, have some fun. Just what, simply vibing. What book you been reading, Lewis? To have that opinion, that is very zen of you. I'm very, uh, uh, very oh, impressed. Oh, um, <laughs> I read uh, I read Bruce Springsteen's autobiography. That was the last book I read. Last book I finished. Good, excellent. We'll move on from that. <laughs> that was not the answer you were expecting. <laughs> I think Luca was trying to tee himself up for a, a smoke joke there, but uh, we'll move on. We'll move on. Good stuff. Right, Premiership. Uh, let's dive straight into the fixtures you guys were, were uh, excited about. Uh, Luke and Gareth, I think you're vaguely at the same game days this week. I think there's some cross-conference nonsense that's going on. Uh, so you'll just talk about them together. Uh, let's start with the Sharks versus Rebels. Gareth, do you want to kick us off? Yeah, okay. So um, it's it's a time rivalry, that one. Neil Henderson versus Calvin Tarleton. It's definitely a, a game both of them are very uh, keen to win. I, I think there's been some, some back and forth over the season. And uh, I think everybody's looking forward to that one. Chichester finally got a few players back from injury. Uh, Shorty's going to be playing for us this, this week. Um How's he managed that? Superhuman, isn't he? Um, well, yeah, okay. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll wrap him in uh, cotton wool and and see how it goes. Um, slightly concerned that he might do himself a mischief, but uh, it's certainly good to have him there. Uh, Rebels on their day, absolutely fantastic team, and they they can beat some of the best teams in the league as as in the season but I think it's going to depend on on who they have available much as it has been this season with the Sharks but we feel pretty good about who we've got available um only definitely missing missing Berry, who's uh who's still out unfortunately um I think it's going to be a, a close game um important one for the Sharks as without uh, a win on this game day there's there's no chance of them making the playoffs um yeah, so even, it, it's not in our hands, but beating the uh, beating the rebels is key to any hope we've got of uh, of going to the show. And Luke, anything to add with that? Um, I'm I'm annoyed, Jay. To be honest with you, I'm straight out of the gates, mate. Uh, I don't think you start on. many of these podcasts, please, with me, anyway, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I don't, mate. Your four game is horrible. I mean, I hate to think that you're. you're well, I mean, I'm sorry to hear you're getting engaged, basically, for your partner. But I, I'll, I'll say this, especially man, after the socks incident. But anyway, 
<laughs> I hope one day that the fans understand what all that means, but I don't think they will. Um, I'm, it's I'm like the fishing trip from Gavin and Stacey, that, isn't it? <laughs> anyway. I'm annoyed, mate. I'm annoyed. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm sat here in France. No one's really asked how I'm doing. We just like we went through that segment of the podcast really, really quickly. Okay, I had a whole bit where I was going to say I should be saying Sava because I'm doing great. You know what I mean? And and raising the profile. If I'm sat on a sun lounger outside a swimming pool, but none of you care apparently. None of you guys care about that. You know. Well, it's a flag football podcast, mate. Go yeah, indeed. I, I think after Lewis, Lewis told us about his reading habits, I sort of needed to bring us back down to earth a little bit. So yeah, just... this show. This is a show about personalities, guys. This is not a football flag football podcast anymore. This is about five young. Get it off, all right. This is this is about action, activity, and excitement. All right. This is not just pure flag football. This is this is something else. This is something. This is something better than that. I think. Is this where you come in, Luke? And now you're going to get your own travel spin-off. Is no, that's what's happening here. This is what happens when you've done zero flag football preparation and can only talk about your own life uh, as filler. But this is basically the filibuster of podcasting in flag football. But anyway, 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 guys, sorry, I, I digress too fast. I was going to say, actually, Lewis, I, I agreed with you about feeling zen. You know, I mean, are you you're reflecting on the you're reflecting on the year, right? I was. I'll I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll uh, indulge you. Yeah, sure. Why not? Well, what what's your biggest what's your biggest regret about the year, mate? <laughs> Coming on this podcast, I think. <laughs> uh, early uh, early mistakes. That's that, the first game day uh, tying to to Gwent is probably my biggest regret of the year. No, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, interesting. Now, for me, it's you know not being able to see myself live. I think is my my biggest. <laughs> <laughs> I, I understand yours as well, mate. I think that's a good and, and tactically chosen pick. Um, to, to add to this game, um, Jay, I think all I'm going to say is look, I don't want to be a rebels hater. Um, that's not that's not what I'm here to do. You know, obviously, I predicted um, the Victoria Park Panthers beating them. I got very excited about that. I actually watched the game there, and I, I felt they almost had it. You know, they made some errors. We ran through them, lots of end zone picks, lots of big moments that just didn't quite swing their race. So, do I think the Chichester Sharks have a lately? But they're going to have to guard those top threats from the Rebels, man. They're going to have to guard the big guys. Um, they got again someone called Luke. Don't know his surname. Apologies as always. Um, they've got they got Megatron if he's coming as well. And we've spoken before about Calvin's Calvin's mind. You know, making sure that you you get him a little bit unsettled, test him a little bit, make sure that he's having to make those tough throws. So, thought to what the Sharks can do here, and I, I wish them the best in this game. I think it's going to be a very exciting toss up. But the Sharks are going to have to be on tip top form to win. So, Luke, does that tell you tell us that you're going for a Rebels win in this one? Um, oh, why always? Why do you always bring it down to the hard numbers, man? I am going to predict the Rebels to win this one, but I would be very pleased and not surprised to hear of the Sharks do. And Gareth, I I presume you're going the opposite way with this. I I am. I'm I'm hoping that we can recapture some of that 2021 magic with everybody everybody fit, almost everybody fit. Yeah, how how fit Shorty is, I, I have no idea. I don't. The man must be made of elastic at this at this point. But um, yeah, there we Guys, go. Guys, can I, can I, Jay, just to interject quickly, if you can hear a pool splashing in the background, I do want you to know that this is the the vacation I'm on. The other people are jumping in the pool, and having a good time. Oh I'm man, not, I'm not. How many times? Time. How many times in the show is he gonna just slide in <laughs> that he's on holiday? 
Well, I, I think I think we should hu- let's let's humour Luke and let's push through this, right? What part of France are you in? Uh, I, actually, I'm in I'm in somewhere that I used to call the Ardouche, but it is in fact called the Ardèche, um, which is a beautiful part of France. You guys never been? No, uh, can't say I have. Can't say I no, have. No, I'm not a massive fan of continental Europe. <laughs> uh, do you know what? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yet again, Jay, I'm not surprised you don't get it, much like Cam Newton. And also, you know, I'm not surprised that the rest of you are uncultured, you know? Um, <laughs> anyway, Luke, anything else to tell us about your holiday before you shove it down our throats for the rest of the hour? Just, just that that's people jumping in the pool and not me repeatedly taking a massive shit. <laughs> <That's> fantastic. <laughs> um, uh, Cougars Rebels, then, lads. Uh, Luke, do you want to start us off with this? <laughs> Oh, something tells me I've talked too much already. Um, I think you've had a wine. I have, I have. I've had a lot of wine, actually. Uh, bon, uh, bien vin, no, beaucoup du vin. Um, but yeah, sorry. Do we see the seamless transition there, listeners, into his uh, continental self? The, the accent just rolled off the tongue. Guys, look, I have a French girlfriend, all right? It's a, I have a part to play, okay? This is a scripted role at this point. Um, okay, Rebels, Rebels Cougars, Rebels Cougs. Um, I am excited for this picture again. I think, you know, this is a tough sort of set of games, I think, for, for the Rebels, who, who like I say, against the, against the Victoria Park Panthers, I think, showed some weakness. So I am, I'm very, very, very excited to see what the Cougars can do here. But last time I got excited about the Cougars, they let me down, man. I think they scored zero points against the North Ants Titans. So I, I feel there needs to be a big comeback in form from the Cougars. They're not a team I personally got to see play. Unfortunately, I won't see to get them to play this weekend, but I, I've seen them at a, a, a part of their squad, I think, at the first and 15 tournament. They really had some guys, they had some vertical speed. So I hope they can drop some bombs and I hope they can test the Rebels. So I think this is going to be an interesting game, but I am also going to give this game to the Rebels, which puts them in a very good spot going into the playoff, coming, I think, third in the Southern Premiership. And Gareth, your thoughts? Um, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find myself agreeing with Luke. I, I think the Rebels are, are likely to win this one. Um, the Cougars, at their best, I think, can beat a, a weakened Rebels team. Um, but if, if the Rebels team is, is strong or you know e- even has most of their players, I, I think they're probably a little bit too much for the Cougars this year. Um, it's an important game for the Cougars because right now they're they're five and five compared to the, uh, the Sharks four and six. So a win uh, against either the the Rebels or the Smoke would really uh, solidify, I think, their position in the in the playoff. So it's a big big game for them. Hopefully they're they're up for it. Um, but their destiny is is in their hands at the moment. So and and realistically, with them playing the Rebels and the Smoke, that's that's the game they need to win. See, it's interesting you're both going Rebels there, and maybe it's a recency bias from me, but I tend to think the Cougars have actually got quite a good shot in this game. Is that is that just far-fetched? Is that just a case of me of, of only seeing the Cougars this year? No, but, you know, I, I think when we're, saying, when we're talking about one team needing to be on form and another team needing to be not on form to win, and we're saying that neither of those teams are on form, I'd like to think that the team that we would have thought would be on top might be on top on this one. I'm sure there was some logic in that sentence somewhere. Look, I think mate, have I think some you also, Rouge, relax, you know. <laughs> Go on, Gareth. I think you also have to look at the games that Coventry have won this year. They they beat a six-man Sharks um, in their final game of the day by by five points. They beat Aylesbury on a um, forfeit win. Mm. 
They had that great game against the Titans, which is really that their signature win of the year. Um, they lost to the they lost to the Panthers. Um, I think I'm right in saying that they've beaten the Supers twice. Those are their other wins. So it's two wins against the Supers, a forfeit win, beating a weakened Chichester, and that and that granted fantastic win against the Titans. It's not quite the resume that you would want to go into a game against the Rebels with. Just to say, guys, that is what good analysis looks like versus whatever I did. <laughs> yeah, and I accept all of this, and, and maybe some of the other one, other Div One boys can back me up here. But I, I, I still think the Cougars will win this game. I don't know why. I've just got a feeling in my Jimmy's. Well, we always trust your Jimmy's, Jay. Yeah, they're, they're unfallible, my Jimmy's. <laughs> um, anyway, let's move on. Uh, Gareth, you wanted to talk about the Titans and the Spartans. I, I think like. I... I think with the other cross-conference games, it was very difficult to pick a a standout game. Um, this one is going to depend on who turns up for the Spartans. They have not had the players this season, but we all know that if everybody who, who plays for the Spartans actually turns up, that they are a very good flag football team. Um, and if if that happens, and only if, I believe that they can upset the Titans. Um, Titans have had a very good season and they're, they're getting better and I, I expect them to finish very strongly. But I'm hoping that, uh, that Aylesbury can put together a, a decent team and, and give them a bit of a run in this one. And Luke, anything to add on that one? Um, <laughs> maybe not an addition, but I suppose my own analysis, um, which is that feeling pretty confident um, that Aylesbury might lose this one. They've not had a great season so far. Perhaps if they bring those key pieces back, we're talking about a renew and re- renewed and rejuvenated team. But equally, it takes time to gel. It takes together. So not so confident for the Spartans here from me. Fair enough. It's a shame, isn't it? Because I think the Spartans, I mean, well, the Spartans historically have been an excellent team and, and you think on their day have got every opportunity to beat the Titans here. But uh, Titans team's rolling. It's going to be a strong, strong outing from the Spartans to to, to put the Titans uh, up against it, I'd say. Um, but yeah, absolutely. A good game to call out. And then the other thing, Gareth, that you wanted me to mention was about uh, the Western Supers. So as as I, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, as I understand that the Western Supers are not attending this game day. So I think I think it's a it's a great shame because they've been, they've been good fun this year. Um, it, it does mean, I think, by... By default, now it was it was a stretch anyway. But I think the Western are now in the relegation place, and without attending this game day, there's nothing that can change that. Um, which is a which is a shame. It would be good to see them finish the season, um, and it would be good to see them fight to stay in the in the division because uh, they've been certainly worthwhile opponents in the Premiership. Um, but uh, I wish them every success next year in Div One. I'm sure they're gonna give some teams trouble well let's not jump to conclusions they, they'll uh, they'll play a, a promotion relegation game um, they, yeah they that was could... going to be my follow up question to you Lewis is even with this essentially what is a forfeit do they get the opportunity to play that game is it classed as a playoff game or is it is it you know because I know it's, some well, teams can, no, it's, can forfeit it stands playoff out, eligibility it stands outside of, of playoffs even though traditionally the games get played at finals day right. um but that'll be that'll be organised sort of separate to, to finals, and uh, you know we'll Baffin will no doubt be in contact with the supers to find out whether they are interested in 
uh, competing in that game and fighting for their spot in the Premiership. So watch this space. Fair enough. Okay, cool. All right, well then, let's take a quick look at the playoff picture then for uh, the Premiership. So currently in the top four spots as our division winners, we have... Uh, the Cardiff Hurricanes in number one seed at 10 and 0, Glasgow Hornets and the second seed at 14 and 0, Manchester Titans in the third seed at 11 and 3, and the London Smoke at 6 and 2. Uh, and then following those up, and this is five to through to 12. So these are player, these are teams currently uh, uh, scheduled to go to playoffs. We have Grangemouth Broncos, Sheffield Vipers Green, London Rebels, Northlands Titans Blue, Aberdeen Oil Cats, Manchester Crows. Crunchy Krugers and Wigan Bandits. And then the teams that mathematically can, could go, I would say, would be the Dunfermline Kings and Chichester Sharks. Um, and I think, if I'm right in saying, the Sharks need to win both of their games and hope the results go their way. I haven't looked into this in, in great detail, um, but uh, I believe that if we were to win one of the games and Coventry lost both, we would be on the same record and we, I think, have the tiebreaker over Coventry. Um, but that would then help for teams like Dunfermline. So I think it's a long shot. And I think the Sharks would probably have to win both their games to give themselves a decent shout. Yeah, no, that's that's a good point. I, I, I was looking at Wigan's uh, record at the bottom there. But actually, you're right. If you tie Coventry, you might be able to squeak in there. But it wouldn't surprise me if Dunfermline and Wigan went above you. So, But what, what we're saying is well, essentially everyone, everyone down from Coventry, it's essentially all to play for. The Kings have got to play the Broncos and the Hornets on the last day. Well, which, that's a stinker for them. That is a stinker for them. They also get to play the, the, the Glasgow Killer Bees, so that should be theoretically uh, a victory. But every chance they come away from the last game day, one and two. So uh, I think it's it's certainly up for grabs for Chichester. Yeah, it's a bit of foreshadowing there, just being in the hunt. So let's, uh, cool, let's talk about Div 1 then. Uh, and the fixtures, guys, that you guys wanted to talk about were, uh, Home Alone, you wanted to talk about Canesham versus Swansea. Uh, do you want to start us off? I think that was me, because ah, so that would be the Southwest. <laughs> apologies, apologies. We're not on a cross-conference game this time, are we? I'm getting confused. Uh, Lewis, talk me through Canesham versus Swansea. I have uh, flip-flopped back and forth on this, actually. Um, and I think uh, this may be considered a bold prediction. I don't know. I'm going to try and come up with a, a better bold prediction. I'm not as prepared as usual today. But um, I, I've got Kingsham upsetting the Swansea Hammerheads in this one. And I think it's going to be a thriller. Um, I've got a final score of 38-27 um, to the Kings. And, uh, yeah, I, just, I, I think... That King's offense looks really slick. You've been slinging it, uh, Jay, putting up, you know, high 40s, 50 points a game. Uh, I think it's going to be really tough to slow down. Um, defense has been just going, has been getting better and better as, as the season goes on. I think Swansea, 27 points to Swansea might be might be a bit unfair. I might change that, uh, change my mind on that a little bit later. But I think this is going to be, for me, probably the game of the week. And I think one where Kingsham can, uh, can really... Um, turn the tables on Swansea and improve their playoff position. Yeah, and, and just to touch on that, is it a bold prediction? Because we beat Swansea last time, admittedly on a admittedly on a one point final play in a forty forty each game. In a um, in a any any given Sunday kind of thing. Yeah, I get what you mean. Um, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm going to try and think of something more bold, but I think um, 
I don't know what other people think, but for uh, just on the face of things on paper, um, you know, the, the way that the standings are and the way results have gone throughout the season, Swansea are probably marginal favourites, I would have thought. I'm not sure what others think. Yeah, so I don't, I, I don't disagree with you in that sentiment. I, I just think these are two very even teams and I would edge Swansea there because, OK, yeah, since the last time the two teams played, they've lost Andrew Cooper, but they've got Harley Lambert back. And I think he's a key player both on defence and offence for them. And I know they're bringing a couple of players back from injury that looked good at Welsh Bowl as well. Um, so I, I'd edge Swansea in this as favourites, but I wouldn't I wouldn't call either result an upset. I think they're just two very closely matched teams right now. You've been home alone. You've, you've had the opportunity to play both these teams. What, what are your thoughts? For me, the key here is just going to be how um, both teams' defences stand up. I, I think Canesham in the last two game days have been very much free scoring. I think the lowest they've scored in a game um, is 42 points. So I think that's going to be tough to stop. But equally, whether Canesham have fixed it up on defence as well, they've conceded 48 to Cardiff Bay at the last game day. Um, so there's definitely still questions there. And I think, um, as um, the hosts have mentioned, it's going to be a really good game and a fun one to watch. Absolutely. Cool. All right, we will move on to the next fixture then. So, Lewis, you sw- you circled Swansea versus Gwen. Yeah, I think Swansea got one of the more uh, exciting game uh, game days of the season. Um, certainly not uh, an easy an easy day for them by any means. Um, and I think this is going to be a game that uh, will start out quite close and quite tense. But I think um, I think down the stretch, Swansea will uh, adjust better. Keep that bit quiet uh, and get to the quarterback when he scrambles and, and plays break down. I think they'll start to clean those kind of plays up as the game goes ahead. And I've got Swansea taking this one 34-20. Wow, OK, yeah. And this for Gwent really is... I mean, it's not it's not a game that could knock them out of playoff contention specifically, but it is certainly a game that they'd like to be able to compete in, certainly if they've, if they've got aspirations to go up to Manchester and have you know, as much success as they possibly can. But it's, it's two teams that know each other well, right? They're very local rivals. And, and to have them playing in such a significant game at the end of the season is is yeah. almost, Lewis, what I would say is good scheduling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I'm not sure either team would... Well, Swansea certainly wouldn't agree. They've got quite a tough slate of games. But you're right. I mean, Swansea are going to be... Uh, Swansea are going to be gunning in every game they've got. Gwent are one of these periphery teams that if they have a bad day... Then they and, and other thing, other games don't go their way around the league. Then they potentially could see themselves being knocked out. So it's all to play for for both for both teams, and no one's going to be switched off. And yeah, I think I just as the game goes along, um, you know, when you get into the end of the third quarter, begin into the fourth quarter, I think Swansea will have adjusted better and uh, will just play a cleaner game that will prove to be the, the difference. Home Alone, any thoughts on this game? Just because you have seen both sides this year. Um, nothing really too much to add. I think when, um, obviously, I think they had a few disappointing results um, in the last game day. Um, it's some cross-conference. So I, I think they'll be very eager to go out and prove that they can compete with the better teams in the divisions. Um, and I know they'll be really wanting to go into Manchester um, as well on a good set of games too. Yeah, I think for, from my perspective, I, I'd say... This is a game, if Gwent start hot, this is going to be so, so good to, as a neutral to watch. I think if Gwent go maybe two scores down early, I could almost see Swansea riding this out. Um, I, I do think, though, that the Gators are a highly capable team to be able to turn a, 
turn a, a quite a, a difficult fixture into an easy walk in the park if if they so try to on the day. So uh, yeah, absolutely. Like I say, Lewis, good billing of games if you're a neutral. Probably not if you're a, if you're playing for one of these teams uh, vying for a playoff spot. <laughs> Uh, and then on top of that, uh, Home Alone, you wanted to talk about the Bucks Flash game. Yes, yeah, so um, this is the number one ranked team um, in the South, or the two combined Southern regions versus the number four team. And I think that's always going to draw um, attention. Their last fixture um, finished 32 to 26. So it got proof that it's going to be a close game, um, at least by recent history's gone um, i know multiple players said it was one of the best games they've ever played in so the past history of these two teams is very much one to watch um for me this game will all come down to the quarterbacks um as american football usually does um but if you look in that past game aaron man threw three interceptions to brian's um one with one of those going for an um for six um but aaron did score four touchdowns to brian's three so i think you're really going to see a nice battle here um, on from the quarterbacks in terms of how they play the game um, and I, I think it's going to be really one to watch and I, I think the Flash will know that if they win uh, they'll effectively wrap up the division so uh, I think both teams are really really ready to go for this one um, and it poses to be a very good game yeah, it's a great way for Bucks really to benchmark their defensive performance really against essentially what has been an unstoppable force in the London Flash offense. You know, they they obviously put on quite a show last time in in terms of keeping them quite locked down. It's whether or not the, you know Callum and that and that defense will have progressed on from where they were in order to improve their result against the Flash. Because I think Aaron Aaron will be good for the same performance that he put out last time. Right, he's an athletic guy. And he's got the ability to put a ball where he wants to put a ball. It's whether or not that Wolves defense can can keep them in the game for long enough for Aaron to then go and make a play on offense. That's how I see it personally. Yeah. Obviously... Oh, sorry, go on. I was going to say, I think they've slipped under the radar a little bit um, in the past few weeks with some of the results that they've had. Um, I know uh, us at the Devils put up quite a few points um, comfortably on them, but when you look at their season totals, they've still only conceded um, 218 points, which is only one point more than the likes of the Devils um, and Exeter. So I think while they might be a bit discounted by some, I think there's definitely some potential there for them to grow. I think it's a very underrated unit. Um, but as you mentioned, it's definitely going to be interesting to see how they can develop and whether they've maybe learned some lessons from that first game and whether they can apply them. Yeah, absolutely. And and Lewis, again, sort of flipping it around from what I asked Home Alone earlier, you've seen both these teams this year. What, what are your thoughts on the fixture? I'm not sure it's going to be as, as close as, as Home Alone thinks. Um, just going with the way that these two teams are trending, uh, somehow I think London Flash are still trending up. They've They've really not plateaued at all. They've not dropped off I don't think they've they've shown a consistent amount of quality throughout the season um, whereas after a, a, a hot start at the beginning of the year um, I think it's fair to say Bucks Wolves have kind of cooled down a little bit as the as the year's gone uh, gone by um, I don't think this is going to be as as close even as as the last game was uh, I think uh, Buckingham's defense uh, I still have a lot of faith in um, I think they'll uh, they they might be able to limit the damage somewhat, but the uh, the London Flash defense is very good and has has, has gotten better as the years gone by uh, and and deserves the credit that it gets now uh, after 
me mainly and, and us to a certain extent have said that the offense runs the show um, in, in the flash. Now, I think this will be uh, a comfortable victory for the flash. Yeah, absolutely. It's, a, it's, it's certainly going to be a good game. I think the flash are probably my favorites to win this, but I, I, again, wouldn't, it wouldn't put anything past the wolves putting a result on this. And I, I'm, I'm probably being slightly biased here, but I think probably home alone's picked this fixture because he knows if the bucks still pull off a, a result here, it might see the Reading Devils go and win that division as well. Um, it's also the most interesting game day we have from that division. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it's a very easy one to talk about. Yeah, Lewis, not so, doing such a good uh, a good job on the scheduling on that end if, from a neutral point of view. Must do better for pod next year, Lewis. Write that down. <laughs> not my fault the Renegades dropped out. <laughs> well, yeah, and you've, you've nicely segued me on to my next sort of point, really, with this. So we have some news on the Renegades. So, Lewis, you sort of spilled it there. So they've, they've dropped out of their fixtures over in Waveney. So they won't have to play Reading and or what was their other fixture? Waveney. Waveney. That would have been, themselves. I reckon that could have been a good game. I think that would have been a very good game, and I probably would have backed Waveney on the day, actually. Yeah, me too. Um, but anyway, that will bring up Waveney's third win of the year, which would be great for them. So, and with that, then, let's talk about the playoff standings, then. So, uh, we'll start with the division winners, as we did with the Premiership. Uh, in the first seed, we've got the London Flash at 14-1. and one. Uh, Number two, the Edinburgh Outlaws at 13-1. and one. Uh, Number three, the Newcastle Blackhawks at 13-1. and one. Number four, the Cowan Cougars at 12-1. and one. The number five seeds Salford Scorpions at eleven and one, and number six seed Exeter Falcons at twelve and two. So as your division winners, and then the remaining teams, which is seeds seven through to sixteen, are the Reading Devils, Chutland Neptunes, Buckinghamshire Wolves, Clyde Comets, Swansea Hammerheads, Lincolnshire Longhorns, Canesham Kings, Nottingham Bears, Gwent Gators, and Northants Phantoms. And then in the hunt, we have the Aberdeen Silver Cats at 17, Coventry Panthers at 18, Moray Distillers at 19, Manchester Titans B at 20, and Chichester Sharks B at 22. We're leaving out the Vipers Orange because of a, a forfeit. Is that correct, Lewis? Yeah, so the Vipers Orange team didn't travel to the cross-conference game day in Scotland and are therefore ineligible for playoffs. So... Uh, in terms of standing, they get to you know say where they were mid-table, but um, if uh, they're, they're a couple of places off being in the hunt, I think, um, but they would be ineligible anyway. Yeah. So with I mean, so we'll, we'll talk about the just the sharks, being specifically because obviously we've got Gareth on the pod. So Gareth, you've got two teams in there, both Premiership and Div One, that are in the hunt for playoffs but are not guaranteed. What's the mood like in camp right now? Um. <laughs> I would say the mood is is gen, generally positive. I mean, speaking for the A team, um, we've not had the season that we wanted, and it's it's mainly because of the availability of players, and and that's been, I think, the hardest thing about splitting the squad into into A and B is that when you have those injuries, you've got less people to call on. Um, for the B team, it's been a really good first season. We've got a lot of people in that team who haven't played American football competitively before this season. Um, the fact that they're still in the in the hunt for the playoffs is fantastic. Uh, it would take a, a minor miracle for them to to squeeze in there with uh, the the numbers that we've got going up to Waveney to play uh, the potential. Well, one of these teams is going to end up being division champion. It's either the Flash or the Devils. 
Um, but you know that, that that's what Chichester Sharks do. They 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 do the impossible, um, and they irritate people at the last possible moment. <laughs> so who knows? Maybe they've got it in them. I, I was going to say, there's nothing I would put past a Sharks team to do on the final day of a season, just to throw the cat amongst the pigeons. Right? It's always they're always capable of a result. And uh, yeah, we can see the effect of having a team such as Waveney so far away. But then it, you do have to sort of give credit to Waveney for making that journey every other time to uh, to the rest of the UK, right? Yeah. Cool. So with that then, guys, we're going to wrap up our final prediction podcast of the year. Obviously, we'll have one more of these before the uh, uh, playoff season to talk about what happened in the previous game day. Uh but that's it. That's our predictions for the uh, regular season. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, anybody got anything final to to let the listeners know before the, before we go to the game week? Um, <laughs> if if this has Maybe stayed it'll... in by some miracle, I I really hope you I wish you the best of luck, uh, uh, listeners, at your next game day, and uh, uh, you'll you'll understand all the uh, lack of excitement from us uh, very very soon. That wraps up this episode. Find us on Facebook at First and Fifteen Podcast. Give us a like to keep up with all our shows. Also, check out our sponsor, Nuola, for all your customized sportswear supplies. Uh, I don't assume you to be uncultured. I just don't like the French. <laughs>